eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You know, I, I think that that's very interesting to go back. And I think in two years, it would be fun to go back and look at how we describe the players that emerged. You know, two years ago, that was also the Micah Parsons draft. And we were talking about it on the air today about how, you know, all these things about now, Will Anderson, you're starting to hear about not having fast twitch muscles and other <laughs> things. My God, they were talking about Micah Parsons to the point where he dropped. Didn't he drop below Justin Fields? And he ends yep. up with the Cowboys. And you look at what he became. I just think this is a product of having so much time between the end of the college bowl season and the draft on uh, on Thursday night at the end of April. And there's, you know, C.J. Stroud in the test scores. All these things are perfect examples. Look, the, the, the guy who was just introduced in New York this afternoon was picked in the 20s. The guy who plays up in Minnesota and is selling out jerseys left and right was picked in the 20s. Justin Jefferson and Aaron Rodgers, who I'm speaking of. The draft is an inexact science. The best players in this draft will be picked all over the board. First round, second round, third round, fourth round. And 10 years from now, we'll go, holy cow. You know, the redrafts are always more interesting than the actual drafts. But... Look, we know where we're headed with this. Find me a football player, a guy that is reliable, dependable, and consistent. Explosive, that's great. That's rare, too, though. I I, I will stand by the Paris Johnson pick because I do think that it, it's, it fits all the criteria. It addresses a need, and it's, a, it, it's got a, a good chance of being successful. I would love, absolutely love the way that picking Bajan Robinson would be bold, it would be loud and it would make a statement and it would galvanize a fan base if they need galvanized, but it would be fun to consider. Dan, I think there's only a couple of picks that would make me cautious uh, if the bears were to stay at nine and to pick two guys that I think would be represent to me a little bit uh, skittishness. I think Tyree Wilson, because of the injury situation, <laughs> you're uh, still just, worried about that beeping metal detector. <laughs> well, even if they remove the screw, I do worry about the next time he rushes a passer will be the first time on a repaired ankle. I think we have seen a lot of examples of guys, even though he's shooting up the board in some mock drafts. And the other one obviously is Jalen Carter. With, without, you know, revisiting all the things that we have talked about, he would be 
the number one or two, the top defensive player in that defensive huddle if the Bears drafted him. I just don't know how long he might stay there and how much certainty he would create in terms of his production on a Sunday-to-Sunday basis and a season-to-season basis. It's not just about his rookie year. It's about the next three to five years, and can you trust that dependability with somebody who's – whose background suggests that it might not be – there's a lot of risk involved. I'd go one step further and say the next five to ten years because whoever you're picking at number nine, you want to sign to a long-term extension before they get to their fifth season, right? And that's what you're yeah. looking at as, as a long-term difference maker. I also think that a, a lean into Jalen Carter would hollow out all of the messaging that you've done for 15 months under Ryan Poles and, and Matt Aberflus of what you prioritize and the things that you want to build your, your program and your culture around. The talent is undeniable. Um, one of the things I wrote about Jalen Carter uh, earlier today was that it's like watching a wrecking ball flying beneath a fighter jet, right? That's the combination of speed and power that this guy brings to the table. It's breathtaking. But now you got to figure out how that, how that fits into the equation. Um, again, we've been trying to dig for answer on, on how the Bears are leaning uh, on Jalen Carter, and we'll, we'll probably get our definitive answer sometime Thursday night, if not uh, by the end of the weekend. And this is what we can promise you in the audience for Thursday night. As after the Bears pick, we'll have an immediate reaction. I will tell you what I think about the pick. Dan will be working feverishly at Hallis <laughs> Hall, and then eventually he will come on and also share his opinion on the pick. If they trade down, well, let's reconvene and figure out what that means and what that means in terms of what player they get, and what that does to the timetable. On Friday, after you're sifting through all of our first-round opinions, we will set up round two because rounds two and three, Friday night, and then Saturday, the remainder of the draft. We'll be here all weekend for you coming in, coming out. Just stay uh, abreast on the social media pages at Take the North Pod. Also, just keep track of uh, of this podcast and when we drop uh, new episodes. So anything else, Dan, before we go, we both ended up in the same place, but that's oh. okay because we came there from very different uh, – uh, paths. We're, on, we're on, on the jetway toward a plane to Paris. Uh, one last nugget for you <laughs> on, oh, man, on, a, on, a, on a personal note. Uh, my son has become sort of a, a, a burgeoning draft Nick here. He has this uh, habit in the morning of turning on either Sports Center or the NFL Network. And I realized maybe a month and a half ago that he's not actually watching what's on the television, more often reading the ticker at the bottom and reading the crawl, right? And so he's developed this almost Rain Man knowledge base based on what comes across the crawl on those two channels. The other day I'm in the kitchen making dinner and he's down in the other room and he says, dad, I want you to challenge me. I said, what do you need me to do? He said, name me a college I'll name you the first round prospect from that college. <laughs> David, I named 11 schools, including Alabama twice and Ohio State three times. He didn't miss a single one. Wow. <laughs> he needs to make an appearance. That we need to have a post-draft appearance so he can break down the best prospects and draft picks of the bears or whoever he wants to talk about. That's outstanding. Yeah. We'll see where it leads him. It could lead him into my chair at some point. Maybe it leads him into Ryan Poles' chair yeah. at some point. And we've got a new, new uh, general manager up in Lake forest. Well, that's pretty good. And I, he's a baseball guy too. So, yeah. 
uh, you know, he really should be watching replays of the Cubs and working on that, working on that, those mechanics and looking like a young Kyle Hendricks. Well, you know, Tuesday night, he watched the bases clearing triple that Nico Horner hit late in that game to seal it. That was an exciting little moment, moment, moment to carry up to bedtime. And so, look, we, we are all about uh, filling his brain with meaningless sports trivia and nuggets as we go. Along. Well, watching the Cubs is better for his state of mind this month than watching the White Sox. <laughs> but that's another podcast.